Hi, and welcome to What's Best for Kids, a podcast that digs deep into what educators wish parents knew about education and what parents wish educators knew about parenting. I'm your host, Rob Copo. I'm the parent of two kids who went to public school, and I've been in public education for more than 25 years as a teacher, coach, and an administrator. I'm currently the principal of Torrey Pines High School in San Diego, California, and every day I'm faced with a situation that forces me to ask the question, what's best for kids? So, I decided to start a podcast so I can share my conversations around this important question. Thanks for checking out this podcast. I hope you're coming to it with some curiosity and an open mind. In this episode, I'm going to give you some background information about myself and the purpose of the podcast. As I mentioned, I'm currently the principal of a large comprehensive high school in San Diego, California. So the topics I'll discuss will be current and relevant to what's happening in schools all over the country right now. I'm going to talk to fellow principals, administrators, parents, and educational leaders in the hopes of improving our system of education through productive discussion, and more importantly, active listening. Education was already going through some major changes before the COVID shutdown. And even though we're back to what some people call normal, the world of education is at a turning point. We've essentially been teaching the same way for almost 200 years in this country, and while we've made some progress, there is still a lot to fix. I'm hoping that having some open and honest conversations will help us all, including educators and parents, let go of our often antiquated assumptions about students and learning. Yeah, there are a lot of things I think parents need to know about how different education is now than it was when we were kids. Many parents have a narrow understanding of teaching, uh, which we learned very quickly during the pandemic. Parents seemed shocked that we couldn't just turn on a camera and let a teacher talk. That's just not how learning works now. The pandemic exposed the gap between what parents think is happening in the classroom and what is actually happening in the classroom. But educators can also bring their, well, it worked for me when I was a student approach to the classroom. The student of today is not the student of yesterday. Kids learn differently because our world is different. They have so many devices and apps vying for their attention, it's amazing they pay attention at all. There is an entire industry of app creators, some of the most talented artists in the world, whose sole purpose it is to keep us all hooked to their app. How is a teacher supposed to compete with that? I'm hoping that by bringing parents and educators together to talk about the challenges we both face, we can find a way to keep what works and let go of what doesn't and experiment with some new ideas. The conversations won't always be easy, and we aren't always going to agree, but if we can stay curious, we can make some progress. In my 25 plus years as an educator, I've seen a lot of the good, the bad, and the ugly. I started out as a part-time classroom teacher at a school that served mostly low to middle income families. We had a high population of second language learners, but mostly what I noticed is that we had an exceptionally high number of reluctant learners students I could very much relate to. I hated school until junior year of high school. Every day before that was a soul-crushing series of reminders that I wasn't as smart as other kids. Then one day, the teacher didn't care how smart I was. She didn't spend hours lecturing us or having us complete worksheets that we'd use to memorize things for a test. She created an environment that helped us challenge ourselves in ways we'd never experienced. She turned this reluctant learner into a lifelong learner who has never forgotten what it was like to be the kid sitting in the back of the class struggling to keep up. 
like most of us, I followed a crooked path to where I am today to understand my perspective, my biases, and my uh, point of view, you'll need to know a little bit about me. I spent 10 years as a classroom teacher, and as of today, this is my 15th year as an administrator. Before I started teaching, I was a film major in college and hoped that someday I would write a hit screenplay and be the next big thing. After two years of working for a production company in New York and four original screenplays with zero interest from producers, it was pretty clear that A, I hated what I was doing, and B, I was not any good at what I was doing. The two ideas were likely related. It's hard to be good at something you hate doing. Fortunately, the same friend who got me that first uh, film job cared enough for me to give me an exit plan. He knew I was miserable, so he asked a life-changing question. What else do you want to do? I'd always planned to be a teacher, but I thought it would be later in life. Even in my arrogant lookout world, here I come 20s, I was smart enough to know that the film industry was unforgiving and that I needed a backup plan. I answered him quickly. I said, I want to teach. He nodded and said, so go teach. And when you write a script, I'll be here to help. That was more than 30 years ago, and I have not written a single word for a screenplay since. After my experience in film, I threw myself into teaching with everything I had. I loved movies, I loved movie making, and I remembered how much I hated school. I was never a good student. And while there were many teachers who reminded me that I was not a good student, there were a handful who helped me find my potential. I wanted to pay tribute to the teachers that inspired me to love school and to love teaching. I wanted to shake things up, change some lives, and do the work that made a difference in the world. You know, first-year teacher stuff. Thanks to the support of a creative principal, a series of insightful, uh, supportive principals, and the energy enthusiasm uh, of some amazing colleagues and students, that is exactly what I did. I wouldn't trade my years in the classroom for anything. I was fortunate enough to be given the freedom to blaze my own trail and write my own script. The students I served were the most amazing people I have ever known. I watched them transform from awkward freshmen to confident adults ready to face a complex world, and it was deeply satisfying. But after 10 years of teaching the same lessons over and over, I knew it was time to either change both how and what I was teaching or find a new role in education. I decided to go into administration because I wanted to work on whole school change, to try out my ideas on a bigger scale. The universe works in strange ways, and after being rejected for a job at a middle school, I was selected to be an assistant principal at my alma mater, Torrey Pines High School. When I graduated from Torrey Pines in 1986, I never thought I'd step foot on camp this campus again in my life. But in the last 15 years, I spent more time here than anywhere else. If you aren't familiar with TPHS, it's located in an affluent area in northern San Diego County. Torrey Pines is known worldwide and has always had a reputation for high achievement in academics and record-setting success in athletics. I've spent seven years as an assistant principal at Torrey Pines, and during that seventh year, it was clear to everyone around me that I was burnt out. The job was grueling, mentally destructive, and made me question myself and my life choices several times a day. During those seven years, I lost my house. My marriage ended, and I no longer knew who I was or who I wanted to be. I knew the hours would be demanding, but I was not prepared for the frequent leash yanking and the endless, merciless verbal abuse from the community. I've repeatedly uh, been called a suit, a bureaucrat, a robot, an idiot, a heartless, child-hating moron, an a-hole, several names that included F-bombs, and one time I was even called a Nazi, all for simply doing my job. 
Keep in mind, this was before incivility became the norm in our society. So I left TP for a year and I accepted a district office position. But just when I was getting comfortable, the Torrey Pines principal job opened up and I knew I had to apply. In June of 2016, exactly 30 years after receiving my diploma from TPHS, I was selected as the next principal for Torrey Pines High School. The day I got the call, I was speechless. I had to stop and just let it really sink in. I never in a million years imagined myself as principal of any school, let alone Torrey Pines. The dork who showed up on his first day of high school in brown cords, wallabies, and a red polo shirt. Yes, I remember what I was wearing that late summer day in 1982. The slacker of the family, the kid who scraped by with a B-minus average and lucked his way into a college, was suddenly the principal of one of the best schools in America. Seven years later, I'm still principal of Torrey Pines, and I can tell you it's been one hell of a ride. What I've experienced over these past 15 years has brought me to tears many times, and I've wanted to quit many more times. But thanks to the amazing people I work with and the seemingly endless enthusiasm of students, I keep coming back for more. So that's a little bit about me. I'll share a lot more as the episodes progress, but I thought it was important for you to get a sense of who I am and why I do what I do. There's one last thing I want to leave you with. You'll notice that the title of this podcast is a question, not a statement. The reason for that is our topic for episode one, where I will talk to one of the assistant principals currently on my team. I hope you join us for that conversation. you heard today, I hope you subscribe and leave feedback on whatever app you use for podcasts. But more importantly, I hope you keep asking, what's best for kids? Thanks for listening.